0: Hello, this is Jeff Vanderstelt, Executive Director of Saturate and the host of the Saturate podcast. Saturate exists to serve and equip leaders to start and strengthen unified gospel city movements that lead to gospel saturation. To the end that every man, woman and child has repeated opportunities to meet Jesus through his church on mission everywhere and every day. We believe this will require, as Jesus prayed in John 17, that the church is unified in a region and collaborating around five key initiatives. And we find these key initiatives in Acts 13 and 14 as the Apostle Paul worked out his strategy for gospel saturation wherever he went. And those five are citywide prayer, leader health, disciple-making strategies, serving the city together, and starting new churches and new kingdom initiatives. Now in this episode, we're gonna be talking about the specific idea of serving the city. But as you're gonna hear, uh, my guest is gonna tell you more than just how it served the city, but how it also um, really did lead to people's lives being changed and affected and um, new, new initiatives getting started. I mean, it's a really beautiful story and um, my friend uh, Matt, Matt Rourke, who's with me, is, uh seeing God do some remarkable things through a thing called We Love Kent. And so uh, I'm just so privileged, Matt, to have you with us. I've been eager for people to hear your story. I know some have, but a lot of people haven't. So thank you for being here. And would you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Well, hey, everyone, my, my name is Matt Rourke. I'm glad to be here today. Um, I'm a 36 year old husband, uh, father of three kids. I have a eight year old daughter, six year old daughter, and a eight month old son. So, um, wow, are you getting here, any sleep? Yeah, I'm not getting <laughs> any sleep, but I'm I'm good. So, um, but we live in Kent here. Been here for about almost six years, and uh, lived in Auburn before that. Um, was part of Grace Community Church, uh, Family Life Community Church, and now Calvary Chapel South and Kent. So. Um. yeah, just excited to be here and tell you what God's doing in our city and our region. So yeah, just a blessing to be here. So, and then the I man. also work, I also work for yeah. the Kent School District too. So yeah, so okay. I work, I work with the Kent School District. I'm in the maintenance and facilities at a local middle school, Meeker Middle School in Renton. Um, Kent School District is a, is a large district uh, in multiple cities. And so um yeah, I've been there for a good five years, six years now. So just
0: that's so good, man. Yeah. You, 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 you are a faithful dude, man. I'm so thankful <laughs> for you. I, what, what I uh, would, no one would ever know, but Matt regularly sends me texts. Um, sometimes yeah. it's a worship song uh, yeah. to just get our day started. Right. Sometimes yeah. it's, I just uh, praise God. Jesus is up to something. He's yeah. he's started something that's not going to, he's going to finish it. I mean, it's just it's just yeah. these encouraging words. Yeah. And a lot of times I think, I feel like it comes out of your morning time alone and then you just go, I got to tell somebody about it. <laughs> and uh, so it's true. been fun. We've had that journey for a while together. Yeah. Um, awesome. So why don't you tell us, I mean, because you're, you're, your um, story and your yeah. passion is so contagious, Matt. It really is. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about sure. What happened in your heart? Because you something got a hold of you yeah. and then you did something about it. And I would yeah. love for people to hear about that.
1: Yeah. So um, in early 2020, uh, we had a, it all started in 2020, um, basically, um, probably around that February mark. Um, uh, I was at a all city gathering, all church gathering at Grace Community Church in Auburn. Uh, Multiple churches uh, came together for a night of prayer and worship. Um, It was a very uh, rocking time, uh, very spirit-led, spirit-filled. It was just an amazing time to see the church come together as one. Um, I got into the parking lot that night, and I stared at these three crosses in the parking lot that are in Auburn, on Auburn Way South at Grace. And um, I just looked at the crosses, and I was reminded, like, God, you are doing something new. You are doing something great in our region, and we give it all to you. And I just, you know, kind of, you know, in that moment, God just spoke. He was like, "Okay, this is going to be an interesting year." And that's all He said to me. I always said in my prayer in my in my car that day, and so I drove home that night. Um, and then, as we all know, in 2020, uh, the coronavirus hit. Um, first, it started, you know, uh, in Seattle. Actually, it kind of like it blew out, and then across the country, and things started shutting down and things started getting crazy. Um, And so I was at school. So school started shutting down and everything just shut down across the region as we all uh, are aware of what happened. And so um, so I was was at school that day, um, one day and we were all shut down and I got a phone call from a friend of mine um, named Shelly Pauls, known Shelly for a number of years and she she runs We Love Our City uh, federal way. Uh, through Family Life Community Church with Pastor Dan Larson. And so, um, great guy, went to that church, was on um, staff there for a bit. And so, she said, hey, um, everyone's shutting down, but we have lunches available. Would you be interested in getting lunches? Um, And I was like, where are the lunches coming from? And so, they were like, well, we have Microsoft and, uh, you know, these corporations in Seattle that are just making lunches. They're their staff is not there, so they want to bless the community, and you know we want to we want you to get involved because I was a part of apartment life and still am a part of apartment life. Apartment life sends uh, you know teams into apartment communities across the United States, and they're a faith-based organization. So uh, you know it's kind of a business a business, but also faith-based aspects aspects to it uh, to put teams across the country, and so. So they were like, "Hey, you, you live in an apartment community. You love your neighbors. We have these lunches. Can you pick up?" And I was like, "Okay, where are these at?" And so we started getting this into a, a place called New Beginnings Christian Fellowship in Renton, right near my school that I was working at currently. Um, and so we started picking up, and I was like, "That's eh, not going to be much." Um, and then, like, well, and then it started like, "Hey, three hundred boxes." And, um, and I was like, well, 300 boxes, like what does that look like? And so, so we had, you know, I called the city up and said, hey, we have these lunches. We wanna get them out through apartment communities. Can we use one of your city vans? And just, you know, just, you know, called the mayor and said, hey, will, will this be something? So I got in contact with Brian and, and Dave and all these people that I met through the city of Kent. Like, yeah, let's do it. And so we first started serving at uh, our apartment community, Atrium on James here in Kent. Um, just passing out lunches. They had a sandwich, a chip, a cookie, just a milk. Um, and this was all donated from Microsoft. And so we started just loving on on um, on our community. And then from there, um, we caught wind of, you know, food relief that was coming through the U.S. government, through our, our previous administration, our president. And so we decided to say, hey, you know, let's get on board. And because he opened it up to faith-based organizations. And so we were like, hey, you know, this is really cool. This is a a blessing from God. And I believe God worked through the coronavirus to actually bless his people across the United States, not just in Seattle, but in Dallas and and Miami and New York, all over. And so um, we caught wind of this and said, hey, we got a lot of food coming in. Um, We have a lot of partners. We have a lot of, you know, things um, happening. So food boxes started arriving and I was like, I don't know what to do. So I prayed and I prayed and God, you know, spoke to me at, at my school. And he said, Matt, just trust me. He said those three words, trust in me. Like, just trust me. I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so from there, God just opened the floodgates and he's provided, um, you know, at current count, uh, you know, we were, you know, pushing almost two semi loads, 25 pallets of food. Um, so boxes of milk, uh, eggs, uh, produce, uh, potatoes, I mean, you name it, we had it. And it was nuts. I mean, it kept coming and coming and coming. And so I called the mayor of Kent, Dana Ralph, and said, hey, we need a place to store this stuff. And what's available? And she was like, well, show our center. Uh, in Kent where the uh, Thunderbirds play and a bunch of, you know, um, uh, concerts and things happen. We were like, hey, can we use your back parking lot? And she was like, yeah, go for it. So I called the executive director at Showworth Center and said, hey, you know, can we do this? And they're like, sure. So Apartment Life, uh, the nonprofit I was working for, you know, rented a container, a 20-foot container with communities and schools. So we have this beautiful partnership happening with communities and schools and Apartment Life. And so we rented a container, filled it with food, and we started blessing schools. We started blessing neighborhoods. We started blessing apartment communities. Um, within a span of about, hmm, I would say, three to four or five weeks around that time frame, um, we expanded from a 20-foot shipping container to three 40-foot shipping containers that were refrigerated. So you think they had to be plugged in um, to Showberth Center, which they were. Grace, uh, gracefully said, hey, you can just plug into our facility at no cost. We had, wow. rent the, we had to rent the, we had to actually rent the actual containers. Uh, so Apartment Life rented one, Communities and Schools rented the other. We had Rotary Step in, we had, it was nuts. And so we were all kind of collaborating. We called it Frosty Village, actually, in the back of Shower Center. So, so <laughs> um, and then people caught wind of this. And so we had a lot of things coming on board. So I had to get a forklift operation license. We got a donated forklift from Peninsula Trucking. We had a, uh, a dumpster delivered by Republic Services. They were saying, hey, this is a great opportunity. Like we, we can help pick up, a you know, if there's extra, you know, spoiled food or like cardboard boxes that need to recycle because that was a lot of, you know, the waste. We didn't have much waste, which is great. Um, and then we started getting pallets of, you know, eggs and from other organizations around the area. We started getting pallets from Amazon. Amazon Fresh stepped in, um, you know, we started getting, um, you know, potatoes in from, you know, Yakima and like it was a big potato thing. I don't know if you remember the article from Tacoma Dome. They had a big potato give uh, like three years ago. So we were part of that. Um, and then Smith Brothers Farms, a local company in Kent, caught wind of what we're doing. Metal Sweet Farms helps out. You know, all these organizations started collaborating together to feed thousands upon thousands of people just in the city of Kent. So apartment Mm -hmm. life expanded from our thing to 14 apartment communities in the city of Kent. So I was kind of coordinating all those efforts to get food. We rented a box truck, Uh, funds started pouring in from community members like, hey, this is a big picture, like we need help, we need volunteers from churches. And so I just said, you know what, stop, let me pray some more. So God really told me to say, hey, what's next? because personal money was coming to my Venmo account. I was like, I can't have this because it's financials. Mm-hmm. I had to get all the taxes, you know, stuff like that. And so I called our uh, pastor, Pastor John Martin, our outreach pastor at Calvary Chapel South and said, would you be willing to take me as a ministry of Calvary Chapel South? And we're called, we love Kent. Um, just because we, we, we love our city, we're going to take ownership for it. We're going we're gonna to seek a God for our city. We're going to bless people with free things and just uh, pray for people. And it was, and he said, yes. So we got under there, so fun started pouring in. It was just awesome. So, so we kept going and then other churches in the city of Kent got involved. We had Hillside Church, we had Faith Church, we had a bunch of other churches just kind of step on board and say, hey, we wanna serve. Can we borrow the box truck that we rented on, on behalf of Calvary, rented a refrigerated box truck, uh, sometimes a 16 footer, sometimes a 26 footer with a, with a lift gate, it was nuts. I had to get smart about trucking. I had to get smart about logistics. I had to get smart about packing. I had to get smart about waking up at 4 a.m., go loading a truck and being at work at 6. So it was <laughs> nuts. It was all chaotic. But the, 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 the cool God moment of this is this. God always provided. Hmm. He never, ever, ever ceases to amaze me because hmm. every time we had a truck, you know, to, to go deliver food to apartment communities like two or three times a day, God always shows up on time, every time. Hmm. And it was like to the second sometimes we pulled in that parking lot and there was a line of 200 people, you know, getting food off this truck. The goal was always to get food in on Mondays or Tuesdays and get it out by Friday. That was always the goal. And it always worked to the T because God always provides and he is a God of miracles. And so Hmm. God continued to expand and explode this whole ministry and said, we're gonna go big. Because God is a big God, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and so, we partnered with Seattle Union Gospel Mission. We got word they had a warehouse in Kent. How cool is that? We got wind of Bimbo Bakeries, the bread company. Guess what? In Kent, we, uh, you know, we had word of Ek Beverage, a Christian-owned business here uh, in Kent. I knew the owner. Um, you know, we had a wind of you know Amazon Fresh. Guess what? In Kent, Seattle Union Gospel in Kent. So it was like God. You are doing it. It's in Kent, right? So we started blessing other organizations. We started blessing it when, you know, we had hand sanitizer. Remember the time we couldn't find hand sanitizer across the country? It was all out of stock. We had semis of it. Wow. Or into Showware Center. I have pictures and I I mean, I would love to show those to you and kind of get a document of PowerPoint or whatever. But the thing is, we had half the arena full of hand sanitizer at one time at wear Center to give out to organizations that needed hand sanitizer we had pallets from the airport come in. Like when the airlines shut down, they had so much surplus. There's like, Matt, can you take it all? So they got me up to the warehouse at SeaTac Airport, so Sky Chef. So all those snacks and things you see on the airlines, I still get, it's crazy what comes in. I got <laughs> another shipment coming in tomorrow that I'm just gonna bless people with. It's nuts. And so oh, wow. God, God continues to do what he does best, provide for his people, because I believe And in my spirit and in my prayer time and in my quiet times, every single day, God speaks to me. God always provides. He always seeks to redeem his people, to provide for his people, to bring people back to God's heart. And that's because he loves us. He cares for us. He wants a relationship with every woman, child, man, and son. You know, God does it and he will do it. And he continues to do it day in and day out. I have seen miracles upon miracles in apartment communities. I have seen churches adopt apartment communities. And even when the food ran out, they're still blessing with the barbecue. They're still going door to door and saying, hey, how can we serve this community? They're still uh, seeking the needs of the city in their own world, in their own space of time. Mm. And so we're seeing churches and schools, You know, we're seeing schools and communities, and apartment communities, and mobile home parks, and all these low-income housing—you know—initiatives um, around the cities, not just in Kent, start to be adopted by churches. Isn't that a blessing? It's—it's such—it's such a—it's it. such, it, such a mind-boggling experience being the church in the yeah. community, right? And yeah. so, like, if if you're a big church, not going to name names, if you're a big church and you see a need across the street, go fill that need. Okay, it's not that hard to do. You have a church budget. You have a missions budget. You don't need the LED screens and the smoke machines and then fancy youth programs. I mean, yes, I'm not, I'm not dissing on those. But be the church in the community and, yeah. and show up and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because if a church is next door to a mobile home park that is suffering or a homeless encampment that's suffering and they're not doing anything about it, there's a problem. Yeah. Because God's heart is for the poor. God's Mm -hmm. heart is for the weak. God's heart is for the orphans. God's heart is for the widows, the elderly. God's heart is for the children, right? Mm, Yeah. So if the church can be invading the lives of public schools, of government buildings, because he can do that, right? You know, God can invade the governments. God can invade the schools because we need those, you know churches and strong believers and faith-based organizations and people like me and you to invade the public square and say we're going to take it back for Jesus. It's mm-hmm. it's it's hard time it, it's hard at times. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's worth it because God is up to something in the Pacific Northwest. And it's not just happening in the Pacific Northwest. We're hearing reports in LA. We're hearing reports in Dallas. We're hearing reports in Miami. We're hearing, I mean You know, I was talking to World Vision the other day, a couple weeks ago, actually, before coronavirus hit, they only had four or five major hubs across the United States. When coronavirus hit, it expanded within three months, three months to 72 hubs across the United States that churches were getting stuff from World Vision in the United States and passing out for free. I'm talking home goods. I'm talking furniture. I'm talking clothes. I'm talking food. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, It is amazing. It's amazing what God is doing in the city of Kent and beyond because you know what? God is a big God. He can yeah. do it. So it's, yeah. it's amazing to see. So
0: I don't want to miss something there. You know, you talked about the uh, the World Vision piece. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but World Vision has like these warehouses yeah. full of stuff, like great yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. like, like, Ho- yeah. home, like you said, home goods, like even like yeah. kayaks and canoes. I mean, there's yeah. you name it. There's tons of crazy stuff that people yeah. just give to them, yep. so that that can be given to those who are in need. And so, like yeah. even if you're listening and you you wonder, I wonder if we could do some of the stuff that yeah. Matt's talking about in our city. Yeah. The resources are there. It's just the people need to step into the opportunity and do yeah. something about yeah. it.
1: Yeah, and there, you know, and there, you know, it just takes initiative. It takes it takes your heart as as a Christian follower. Say. How am I going to take back my city for Jesus? And, mm-hmm. and and how, you know, there's so much connections. There's so much resources. There's so many amazing community organizations. Now, if we all work together, one church under the name of Jesus, nonprofits working with faith-based nonprofits and, and not faith-based nonprofits, there's so many nonprofits to give to across America. There's probably millions, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. they're all doing, you know, common good stuff. Like We Love Seattle just did a big cleanup. Like We Love Seattle is not a faith-based organization, but they're still doing it. They're still yeah. serving the city. And, and, and Christians it. need to step into those spaces. And man, Christian needs to step in those spaces. And I believe Christians should run for city council. I believe Christians should run for uh, you know, uh, uh, school boards. I believe yeah. Christians should run for mayor, maybe the governor's spot. I don't know. But at the same time, we need to pray for our leaders. We need to support them. We need to even talk to them, get to know them. You know, yeah, do you know the yeah. King County Council? Do you know the mayor of Seattle? Do you know that you're a local mayor? You know, how can we be a, a church and a, and a person on fire for the Lord, but also know the needs of our cities and do something about it?
0: Yeah, so, and that's something I want to make sure I highlight here because like you know, you talk about, let's take back the city or we need to invade these spaces. And people yeah. people might not understand what you mean. They may like, oh, God, sounds yeah. really militaristic. And I know that's not, I know you well enough to know that's not what yeah. you mean. Like, like what you mean is, Get yeah. to know your city officials like you yeah. did. Like ask for how we can actually help. Like what do you need and what could we do about that? Step into the spaces of brokenness yeah. and be the, the feet and hands and face of Jesus. Like yeah. that's what you've been doing and you've been encouraging others to do that. And man, the, you know, when when the righteous uh, do well, the yeah. city is blessed, right? And when And when the righteous actually serve the city, then the city takes notice that God cares deeply yeah. about these places.
1: And we, and we, you know, and we kind of base our, I mean, I read a book this past couple of years. It's called, we love our city. It's, uh, it's from Vacaville, California. You, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. I encourage you to buy it on Amazon, read it, change your city for the good. Um, because it talks about, you know, th- this, this church in Vacaville, California has decided we're going to take ownership of our city. We're going to love it. We're going to support it. And now they have mobile dental clinics, they got mobile food pantries that go to the neighborhood and feed the poor and the needy. They got uh, after-school programs. They got um, dog care, cat care. It's elderly care. I mean, it's, they have a whole um, uh, team that goes out and fix it up, fixes up broken homes, like retired contractors that don't have nothing to do. Um, and there are so many people that want to get involved. It takes, it takes an army. It, it does. It really yeah, does. It does. Yeah. But, you know, it takes logistics. It takes time and space and resources and stuff. But, you know, what God told me at my school that day that we launched this thing in the parking lot of Grace Community Church when I was there before coronavirus even, he said, trust in me. Yeah. And, and I, and I realized so often in my life, I wasn't trusting in the Lord. I wasn't, yeah. you know, putting my all in all in, in, in his life, in his arms. And he was like, mm-hmm. you know, but when God shows up in my life, when he speaks, you got to listen. And you gotta yeah. take action. You gotta take you gotta take that bold step of faith to say, Hey, I'm gonna love my neighbor and love them well. You know, mm-hmm. we invite our neighbors in our apartment all the time. You know, we invite, you know, our management company into our apartments all the time because we love and we care and we support. Mm-hmm. It's hard at times. I mean, I got three young kids, it's it's nuts, it's crazy, it's you know, messy spirit spirituality sometimes, it's messy, but I love it because at the yeah. same time. God is doing it like crazy, like ministry here in Kent. And I'm just like, and we caught wind of what Hope is Alive Church is doing with Rich Sims ministry. We, we caught wind of Pastor Kelly and how he feeds thousands of people up in Des Moines. We caught wind of, you know, Tacoma and Abraham's House charity where they fill the Tacoma Dome with free furniture and just give it away. You know, <laughs> and, you know, we, we caught wind of Lendahan Community Outreach and, you know, Fia and her team that give at Church of All Nations. And, and they've done, we've we've partnered with them in Kent and they still do the big giveaways and just bless people. Uh, we caught wind of Brandy and Greg up in Snohomish County in Idaho. We've caught wind of all these people that are doing things. And guess what? All of them are faith-based organizations doing massive things for the kingdom of God. And mm. I'm like, I'm telling you what God is doing, not just in Kent, He's doing it in Yakima. He's doing it in Bellingham. He's doing with churches coming together under the name of Jesus and taking ownership of their cities. That's my vision. That's my heart. And that's my dream for this region. Mm -hmm. Because every person falls at the, the name of Jesus and comes to a relationship with him and saying, hey, God, use me for your glory yeah yeah i don't i don't have yeah i don't have all the answers jeff i really don't but at the same time the holy spirit infuses inside of me the the same power that has raised christ from the dead lives in each and every one of us to do the work and to bring people to jesus yeah i mean
0: that's one of the things that i it's one of the reasons why i wanted to get you on here because i think i think there's this this sense that like um gosh if i want to be a part of something yeah. significant in my city, I've got to be really talented, a really good speaker, have a platform, have lots of money, have lots of resources, have all the answers. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. God has always been in the business yeah. of using everyday normal people yeah. to do extraordinary things. That's how the whole yeah. ministry of Jesus was, it's like yeah. fishermen and tax collectors yeah. and zealots and prostitutes. It's yeah. just like, who are these people? You know, it's yeah. like, are what, what, what you he know, doing?
1: And you know, one of my favorite stories in scripture is the woman at the well. I look at her life and I look at the story of her life and her life was messed up. She had, yeah. you know, uh, sin in her life. She had relationship problems. She had everything. I mean, it was nuts. And yeah. you know where Jesus met her at the well, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus knew everything about this woman and knew everything and just spoke to her. Like, can you draw me a drink? You know? And she was like, I'm not supposed to talk to you. Like, Oh my gosh, like this is crazy. You know, but Jesus stepped into her situation and, and said, "I'm going to change your life." And I love yeah. the story. She ran back to the village and told everyone about Jesus. And I look okay. at Jesus's, you know, miracles with the the the, the 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 five loaves and the two fish. It was more than five thousand people, if you want to believe that, and women yeah. and children. I mean, it was it was a huge crowd. Jesus can do it. Jesus yeah. often met with his, the tax collector. You know, it's like, "Come down from that tree. Let me go to your house and have dinner tonight." Like, how sweet would that be if churches said. I'm going to sit with that King County council member in my apartment and talk life and just yes. love on them and, and know the city and know how I can take ownership of it because okay. the government can't solve all the issues. But I think if the church and the government works together, I think multitudes would be saved and yeah. this whole region would be under fire for Jesus. Yep. And so, yep. um, you know, there's a whole story about church separation, church and state, you know, that whole thing. And I honestly don't believe a word of it, right? Because I believe that there's power when you work together. Because if mm-hmm. the church and the government works together, miracles happen. And I believe that faith-based organizations and leaders like you and I, and you know, pastors and churches all over, if they come together and sit down with those council members, if they sit down with the city leaders and say, hey, we want to take ownership, like Vacaville, California did with their city council. Now their church, one of the churches down there is the official graffiti removal team of the city. How cool would that be? Like you go out there as a church and you go scrub walls with graffiti. How cool would that be? It's like a dream center mentality with pastor Matthew, Matthew Bennett. If you know LA dream center, what they do down in LA dream center, if that can happen down in LA and across the country, it can happen in King County. I mean, it can happen in Pierce County. And so we know that God's moving and he's working together with churches coming together. And not just being your own little church, like, I don't know, I don't want to be outside the walls. But hey, if the Holy Spirit invades, if Jesus walks into your church and sees what's going on, is he like, whoa, this is like, I don't know. But if Jesus, you know, sees your church fluent with youth and old and young and young families just mingling together and also serving out in the community and starting new initiatives and taking ownership of the city, that's what Jesus wants. Mm -hmm, Because it mm -hmm. starts with your heart change, it starts with God speaking to you like he did to me and saying, God, I don't know what I'm doing, but the Holy Spirit's moving and I'm going to listen. Yeah. It takes action. It takes action to go out of your comfort zone. Don't be in your little Christian bubble. Don't be in your seat on Sunday morning. Like, Oh, you stole my seat. I'm going to judge you. But hey, we're going to you know, have friends. We're going to love. We're going to care. We're going to be kind. We're going to be on fire for Jesus with the love and passion that he's instilled in us.
0: So, yeah, Matt, I, I don't know if you know this, but like, there'll be people that'll be listening to this, not only around the country, but even in some other places in the world. And, um, and so like you just, you just like went, you know firehose fast around all this stuff God's doing, which is awesome. And you're challenging people to think about their city that way. And I love that you highlighted so many different things in the greater Puget Sound. You know, the, it's not just happening in Kent, you you know, it's, it's Bellingham and it's Yakima and it's Tacoma and it's Federal Way and it's Auburn and, and it's Bellevue. And like, and there's just, we could keep going. And I just, I just want to like encourage the listeners to realize like, that's a, that's a big region. If you know much about the Puget Sound, it's, he, we just described a very large mass yeah. of geography. and But in every single situation that he highlighted, it started with one or two people just saying, can we start being the church together? Can yeah. we start living this out in everyday life? Can we just ask God, what do you want me to do? I'll trust you. Tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. And, and what we've seen and what we're seeing, and I, I'm with you, Matt, I think we've just begun to see the beginning of something really remarkable. Like we're just just scratching the surface. But my hope, and I know it's your hope too, is that anybody listening would go, I want to believe that for my city. And I want to step into it and be a part of what God's doing. I want to ask, um, because some people might be wondering this, you you talked a lot about just in big picture ways in which people are being served and loved and blessed. What about some, do you have any specific stories? Yeah. Like maybe like hey this one person you're like this is what happened in their life because I know you do have quite a few but I'd love to have our listeners hear one or two of those.
1: Yeah, we had a girl named Sheila come to one of our food pantries. So when we um when we started at Atrium, we had a food pantry out of our garage. Uh, the management company said, "Hey, we're going to do it." Uh, so we had music, we had pallets of stuff. We opened it up to the community, not just the apartment residents. Um, so we had 200 people every other Thursday. And then when the weather kind of turned, since the uh, our office was closed, we went into the uh, the main gym, set up a huge food pantry, served about 250, 300 people every other Thursday. We never ran out of food. It was just an amazing time. Um, we had music going. We kept it fun. That's what we love. Uh, uh, you know, we love Kent's all about. We want to have a, a fun time because Christianity is not boring. It's supposed to be a joyful and kind and, and awesome time when, when when we have a relationship with the Lord. And so we always made it fun. And so we had fun, you know, getting to know people. And so Sheila came and got food for her family, loaded up her car. It was nuts. Uh, and then uh, she came back one time, like, asked me some questions, spirit, spiritual questions, and said, hey, you know, where are you connected at? I was like, well, we're part of Calvary Chapel South, which is literally two minutes from my apartment community uh, that we live at. So, um, and so we were like, hey, yeah, come to church with us. Come come serve and, and come, you know, love on our church. And so she came and wanted to be baptized. So I got to baptize her uh, at Calvary Chapel South. And this was about a year and a half, two years ago. And so um, we've had many people like um, uh, Teresa come to our church because We Love Kent blessed her with food that she much needed. Um, so she's still serving in our youth department as today Huh. Um, we're seeing youth, um, come from, you know, apartment communities. We have a tutoring program now from Ken elementary. We have a wait list of 15 students that come across the road from an elementary school, uh, that are getting tutored in math and reading and also biblical education. And that's wow. from the uh, directly, uh, you know, directly, um, from our, our church is literally right next door to an elementary school. And so we've we we adopted that. We've adopted that. Uh, we we've, we've done this for years. This was even before we left camp. But the tutoring station, we just posted a job description on our uh, Calvary Chapel South website for a tutoring director because it's that big. We want to pay 25 grand a year just to bless our community. And I'm like, you know, just this is amazing. We have Hearts and Hammers now that has formed because of We Love Kent. Uh, Hearts and Hammers is that. Hearts and Hammers is basically retired contractors that want to go bless the city of Kent and fix up homes. Um, so <laughs> we're starting doing that. We have a baby pants. We have a couple baby pantries across the city. So just baby clothes and diapers. We want to start a diaper bank eventually because diapers are much needed in our region. Um, we also have a couple food pantries that started because of We Love Kent. Um, and we have Lily. Like Lily is a Lily and I got connected. I want to. Uh, this is a great story. Lily is a dear friend of mine. Um, you know she. We, we caught wind. She wanted to start like a little mobile pantry at her place. And so I said, hey, I can donate food to you. i get all this food. And so she started something, little pantries popped up across the the Kent area. So people just putting, you know, food out in their, you know, uh, lawns and just saying, hey, we're going to give it out. And so, and Lily just, you know, became a good friend of mine and started, you know, sharing pantry on Kent, uh, uh, Kent uh, East Hill. And we're still connected to this day. And she's, you know, she comes to church now. She comes to Wednesday night service sometimes and she's loving, you know, Jesus and what we're all about. And she's like, that's just one of the many, many stories of mm-hmm. what God is doing in our city through the ministry of We Love Kent. Um, mm-hmm. we, we've had a youth serve with us. We've had, we have a community meal every other Saturday for the, you know, the unhoused in our region. We have a huge homeless population in Kent, as you know, yeah, uh, in yeah. King County, and Pierce County. It is an, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's almost a pandemic in itself because of the drugs. Yeah, it's so, in the bad. It's so bad. But how do we as a church respond? How do how do I go when I get a Slurpee at seven eleven down the road for my daughters when they do good behavior in our house uh, or do chores? And I see a person outside on fentanyl. And if you've ever seen a person on drugs, it's heartbreaking. It's a heartbreaking mm-hmm. situation. How do we redeem and restore that this broken sinful world that we live in? To go back to the garden and say it was good in the garden, it was good in you know the beginning of time, and then mm-hmm. sent into their world. And so, how do we redeem? And how do we go back to the the simple gospel message that Jesus loves you? He wants to set you free from addiction, and that's what we're doing through this ministry. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's it's you know the tutoring program. These kids from public school because public school what they're teaching in schools now is just it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, you know, the gender confusion. I can go on and on and on. I don't want to go down that rabbit trail. But at the same time, we need to get back to the simple gospel message that Jesus came for you. He died for you. He wants to set you free. He wants to redeem you. He wants to restore you. And that's what we're doing. We're going to take back our city for the gospel because that's where Jesus wants to be. Jesus is in the city. Jesus is in the world. He's in control of the craziness of our political world, the craziness of war and famine, the craziness of the injustice that we see, the Micah 6 8 we're going to take back what we're going to um, restore because there is a new kingdom and a new earth coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, but right. we're,
1: we are still here on earth um, to, to do the mission part, to be missional in our communities. Yeah, um, and, yeah. it, and it starts by sweeping the road. It starts by picking up trash. It starts by, you know, embracing the homeless as your brothers and sisters. It's And know them by name, know their story, not just give them a handout. You know, know what they're going through. Try to get them the treatment options. Mm. What, what, what is a struggle in King County, what's a struggle maybe in Pierce County is the fact that there's so many organizations. It's just not a one-stop shop for everyone to go to. So my vision would be a one-stop shop for everything under one roof, kind of like a Dream Center mentality uh, from LA up in King County. It would be a one-stop where nonprofits can work out of, where uh, after-school programs can be, where a worship center could be, where a clothing bank could be, a, a shelter could be, like to get people into homes, to get people financially stable, to get people off the streets and into loving communities. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a Henry Nowen type thing. If you know anything yeah, about yeah, you, yeah, yeah, like a holistic community and a how we do this. community. And yeah. so it's just yeah. what God is doing in apartment communities and mobile home parks and even you know Lakeland Hills or you know up you know rich neighborhoods, even like Bill Gates neighborhood or whoever it may be. You know, God can do it with millionaires. God can do it with billionaires because God, there's there's no limit what God can do. And so I, right. I'm I'm a That's whole. Right a proponent of that because I'm like, God can do it because he's blessed us with the resources and the finances. Like we, I think we had like a hundred thousand dollars come through. We love Kent, um, like throughout the, you know, three, four years and it's all been spent well. We have, you know, tax, you know, documents and all that stuff. And God's blessing the city. You know, he's, he's restoring the city. I mean, I'm not, I mean, yes, I would love a million dollars to expand the ministry. I would love this, but I'm like, you know what God provides. I'm not worried about a thing. You know, I yeah. can't be because God's working in my life. Just the spirit's moving. You speak it to me. I'm just like, you know what? God, use me for your glory. I don't care what you do next because you're always in it and through it and above it. So mm-hmm. that's that's my hope yeah. for the city.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Matt, I'm, I'm so thankful for you and your passion. Um, I'm sure anyone who's listening can sense that you, you're... You definitely have a fire in your belly <laughs> for this. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Um, yeah. My hope is that many, many people are encouraged and inspired. Um, where, if people wanted to know more specifically about We Love Kent, sure, where's the best way to go to learn more about that?
1: Yeah, Calvary Chapel South. Uh, you know, we're a ministry of the church. So ccskent.org backslash We Love Kent has more information. We're kind of updating our webpage as we speak. Um, We're going to have a serve button on there. Like, Hey, we want to serve. We're going to do some community wide serve projects like three or four times a year. Um, We're also, you know, just showing up at city events. We're going to be there. We're going to, you know, movie night in the park. We're going to pass out water bottles and have lawn games. You know, we're just going to be present and, you know, and just be with people. Um, That's where it starts. It just starts in your neighborhood. It starts, you know, Hey, there's a, you know, a, a, you know, a, a, a school carnival. Hey, How about the church pay for it all? You know, like, you know, let's just do that. Let's be a blessing in the community. So the PTSA doesn't have to worry about a thing. Um, You know, we have, uh, you know, uh, like our neighborhood church and by my school, uh, Northwest Life Church, um, decided to buy a hundred pair of Nike sneakers and give out to the community in need. And so all these students got brand new Nikes. How cool is that? That's awesome. The church is like, we're going to raise... You know, I don't know how much it was ten thousand dollars or whatever, and said we're going to bless people with shoes. I mean, that's something that churches can do. So you know, cool. it's just you know it's, it's so basically.
0: funny. I ask, I yeah. ask you like, where can people find out more? And then you tell me more stories. Well,
1: and the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, God, God is just doing it because the churches are taking initiative. Like, hey, I can do that. Like, I can do that. Like, we have budget for that. Like, yes, like. You know, it doesn't have to be a smoke show. It doesn't have to be a, you know, an yeah. LED screen. It doesn't have to be the nicest coffee and the nicest bar stools and the nicest carpet in the church. Because when I look at, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the Jesus Revolution movie, but that story of how God moved in the seventies, I think he's doing it again. I think yeah. he's I think he's awakening the Puget Sound. I think he's awakening the West Coast. I think he's awakening the Republican states, the Democratic states, I'm not, you know, I'm not a political, you know, I try to stay out of that. But at the same time, I pray, I have a Bible and I pray about our political situation because God's in control. And we know that, you know, So sometimes I'm like, I have my opinions, but then scripture comes and whams me against the head and said, no, Mm -hmm. uh, this is what scripture says. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. but God is doing it because he's a gracious and loving God, because he wants his people to come back to him. He wants the altars at churches to be filled with people repenting of their sin and going back to the gospel message. Mm. Once God transforms your life, God can do amazing things. Like I, mm. my mind is constantly blown. I have miracle stories. I mean, I can probably go another, you know, two hours just talking about what God has done in our city and across this region how many potatoes yeah. and how many pieces of furniture we got, how many this and how much, you know, it's just, it's nuts what God has done. Mm-hmm. But God mm-hmm. is just an incredible God that we serve. Because yes. if he can split the Red Sea, if he can feed the 5,000, if he can, you know, if he can do all these miracles that he did, raise people from the dead, the same power that lives, that, that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. Let's That's use right. it for the benefit of the, the city. Let's use it for the benefit of the state. Let's use it yeah. for the benefit of the country and the world. Because if, if we take initiative, if that we love our city mentality comes in our lives, like when I read that book, and I encourage everyone to you know go to Amazon, pick up We Love Our City, read it, do it, experience it because God will change your life. And it's Mm -hmm. not just about, Mm -hmm. you know, schools. It's not just about, I mean, I'm talking governments, I'm talking school, I mean, the bigger picture. God wants everything, like, like you, you know, saturate the sound. He wants to saturate every aspect of our lives through our work, through our schools, through our communities, through our next door neighbors, through Roy, my next door neighbor that serves barbecue every Saturday and sells it on the street corner. And he's not a Christian. But I'm 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 serving him and loving him and providing diapers to his uh, niece and nephew and you know and just giving snacks out of my garage to him and he sees that I helped his wife out because she was drunk the other day she fell down she broke her like like almost finger I had to carry her into her apartment those are things that Christians should be able to do just love yeah. on your community just be there for them love care compassion because when you, when you do that Jesus shows up. That's right. That's and he right. He cares and he loves and supports. So,
0: Yeah. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing your story and sharing your heart and truly exhorting the people of God to be everything he meant for them to be in their cities. Yeah. I pray that God continues to encourage and bless you and the work you're doing. And my hope is that, and I know this is your hope too, there's that, yeah. that every Christian who's listening yeah. would engage in a similar way in their own context And so thank you so much for being with us
1: you're welcome brother anytime
0: well I was so blessed to hear Matt's story and just to, to celebrate his passion I hope you were really encouraged by that as well um, we went on even after I stopped recording and he talked more about more stuff that's going on and the hopes that he has and I'll just—he—he he might not want to have said this publicly, but I want to say it for him. He, his dream is to see uh, uh, him being able to go full time and just give the best of his energies to We Love Kent. And and so, like, if you—if you're a praying person and you're hearing this and your heart got um, uh, moved by his story and the work God's doing, would you just pray for him to be able to see that reality happen? And you know, maybe some of you even want to support that. Um, so, I. Uh, You heard where um, you can go uh, that Calvary Chapel South is a beautiful church and um, they're the ones uh, helping to fund the work. So if you're moved to get around this and really support it, um, I just want on behalf of Matt say, please, please do something about that. Like if you've got the means financially to support uh, what he's doing and want to see him being able to go more full time, uh, man, I just would love that to happen. So. Uh, he didn't ask me to do that. That's why I'm doing this after we stop the recording, uh, but love for you to consider that. Also, if you've been listening in, you know that we, uh, we're we trying to serve you as much as we can, not just by inspiring stories like this, but also through training and equipping resources that we make available to serve you in your own work of gospel saturation in your own context. So if you want to check out what we've got going, uh, you can go to saturatetheworld.com. We actually have a subscription-based membership where you can get access to all of our resources for a really, really minimal monthly fee. And we just do that because we got to pay, pay the bills and pay the people who make the content. Um, but uh, we'd love for you to join us in that, become a member, uh, access all these resources. Maybe you want to even become a partner uh, that's committed to not only pray for us, but maybe even financially support the work. And if that's you, uh, go to saturatetheworld.com. There's a tab for Give. And um, we would love for you to support our work. If you want to start praying for us, send an email our way and we'll get you on uh, the prayer text that I send out uh, on a regular basis so you can know what we're up to and how you can pray for us. If you want to give, uh, we are completely (laughs) supported by outside donations and we would love for you to help us uh, do even more good work and help more people like Matt get encouraged and served and get released to do the work in their city. Thanks for being with us. Uh, I really hope you were encouraged by uh, Matt's story, and I really hope you'll start to walk in the way God has for you so you can tell a very unique story of how God works in and through your life for the good of your city and the glory of Jesus. See you next time.